0: Welcome, jurors, to Dueling Advocates, where everybody gets an advocate. In today's case, we will evaluate the criminal nature of automobiles.
1: So, criminal nature automobiles—you're gonna have to kind of dig deep into that one for me, because are we talking about the price of automobiles or what?
0: Everything. I, I I can't wait until they've they've gone the way of the dinosaurs. It's it's been too long. It's time for something new. You know, now we're heading in the direction where. Uh, cars will basically just be a product sold to corporations directly because they're, they're going to use them for autonomous driving, as, a, as like a driverless version of Uber, and, and it's going to make me happy because we won't have to deal with dealerships or maintenance or any of the other aspects of, of owning a car that, that is criminal.
1: Okay, so it's the aspects of owning versus the price. Because I was going to say, in terms of the price of a car, it's just like a badge, right? It's If you're going to go to buy a Ferrari because of the whole luxury aspect of it and all of that, and you get to drive one of those, they set the price accordingly. Market determines that price. So we can't really call that criminal, per se. You can choose not to buy it. That's capitalism.
0: No, it's, it's criminal. Because if you're dealing directly with the manufacturer, which you are not allowed to do, thanks to government and the... And the corrupt individuals who own dealerships, you know, with with the lobbying and everything that they've done in order to to make it the way it is today, where you're not allowed to buy directly from a manufacturer, then you're not able to negotiate an actual fair price because you have a middleman there that is forced in between you and the manufacturer. And that adds overhead to, to your final price. Now, is that overhead even a fair amount? No. Because... Every time you go to a dealership, you're faced with nothing but lies and scams and and slick salesmen and pressure techniques and everything else, you know, designed to keep you from getting a fair price where they make a profit and get to stay in business. You get the car at at a, you know, relatively uninflated price compared to what it would have been directly from the manufacturer and, you know, you you move on with your day, but that's not how it is. They they try to squeeze every last drop of of money from you.
1: Yeah, so it just sounds to me like we've got businessmen. At the end of the day, that, that doesn't sound like any huge... I mean, I don't go anywhere to buy anything and not expect a sales guy to try and get me for as much as he can. That that sounds like no, business everywhere. Everywhere
0: I go, I expect not to be taken for all I'm worth if, if I don't need the product or, or anything like that. It, 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 when you go to a gas station, you just expect to pay per gallon, however many gallons you you get, and and then that's it, and you go on with your day. If you go to the grocery store, you expect that if the the banana is listed at 30 cents a pound, and you buy two pounds, that you're going to pay 60 cents for for the two pounds of banana. When you go to the dealership, it's not like that. The car may have a sticker price of $24,000, and taxes on that Maybe a few thousand more, but by the time you're, you're done with all the shenanigans that, the, that they pull and, and keeping you there for hours and hours and hours until you're too tired to, to fight back anymore, all of a sudden, your twenty four dollars or $20,000 with tax car has become $35,000. Yeah, but what did you buy? Because at the end of the day, it
1: sounds to me like if you go in there with the sticker price and you're like, yo, this is what I'm paying for it. Then that's what you're gonna pay for it. If you choose, well, the sticker to add, um, price is also inflated. If you choose to add this special service package or this kind that you get two tires package or two extra tires or or you get the new ba- the new rims and everything, then
0: I mean that's that's on you. But but that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's not on you. It's forced upon you. For example, I've been to dealerships attempting to purchase a car before, where I was okay with the price of the car, and with the features that it comes standard. So I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and proceed with the purchase of this car at this price with these features. And they said, okay, fine. And they wrote up the paperwork, and when the papers were slid in front of me, it was no longer the same deal that we had just agreed on. Now they added on wheel locks for $350 when wheel locks cost like $30, you know. And then they they added all sorts of extra little things that, that don't even exist, you know, pinstriping. There were no stickers on the car. So, you know, I, I, I go to the person. I'm like, hey. Uh, you know everything is good, but let, I don't need these extra things here—the the wheel locks, the pinstriping, whatever. Let's just remove them from, from the list. And he's like, he's like, oh no, we can't. Well, why not? It's like, well, we just add that to every car. A- every car has to include these these features for safety reasons, for safety reasons, you know. And and he's like, he's like, yes, with a straight face. And you know, I spoke to the manager. I did everything. There is no way to eliminate those items unless I'm willing to pay them the exact same amount. Minus those items. So, really, what they should have just said and and been honest about it is this is actually the price of the car. This is what we want to get for the car. But that's not the way they operate. They lure you in first with a bait and switch price. And then, you know, after you've negotiated, you felt like you accomplished something and you're tired after six hours of doing it, they hit you with the real price. And then you're left with just like, you know, do I slide out of my chair and crawl home or or do I sign the papers and and get the car? Then you just slide out and threaten the car to crawl home because
1: ultimately, I mean, my car buying experience was a little different than that. No one tried to one up me in a sense. I came in and I was like, this is what you sent me a a mail that told me that this is how much you're gonna give me for my current car. This is how much the new car costs. This is the difference and I'll walk out with a new car or drive out with a new car and this is all I'm willing to pay. And they tried to show me all the other models and I'm like, this is the one I want, this is what I'm gonna pay. And they tried to get me to get other packages. And I'm like, this is the one I want. This is what I'm going to pay. And then an hour later, when they came with a nice deal that wasn't what they, they promised, but it was still pretty decent on an upgraded car, I was like, you know what? Thanks for the time. I'm going to leave. And then I got a deal. So, I mean, if you're having to do with a salesman that's trying to get a commission off of you, that's fine. If you're saying it should be illegal for them to try and... An upsell, I mean that's that's one thing or another, but ultimately well, the scam everyone that, tries to upsell.
0: No, no, you can leave, but then you don't have a car, right? Because you're just gonna keep leaving, 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 leaving. All the dealerships are the same. For me, that took the deal. No, no. For you, you were scammed. You just aren't aware of what the scam was. So you were lured in there with a bait and switch because you didn't just walk in, show them your you know, the advertisement that they sent you, and they're like, Oh, okay, sure. And boom, you're on your way with your car. No. You first had to go through the scam, like uh, like those um, uh, what what do they call it? Like those timeshare presentations where they offer yep. you a free dinner, you know. But but you got to sit through six hours of hell, you know. They don't let you leave until you buy a timeshare. So that's what you ran into, and then you you went through the whole rigmarole. So that was the scam. You already fell for that. You 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 didn't just get the deal that they sent you in the mail. You got that plus you know marketing for six hours, and then finally you know at the end of the day when you were going to leave. They're like, okay, we'll, we'll go ahead and give you this deal. But then, you know, if you look at the fine print, did you really get the deal, right? Did they pad the taxes a little bit? Did they pad the extra features a little bit? Did, did your new car have a couple features removed that maybe standard it would have included? Because they've tried to sell me cars before and add air conditioning to the car as if the car didn't already come with air conditioning from the factory. So that, it's a scam from top to bottom. At the end of the day...
1: I I drove out with a new car. I paid the amount that I planned on paying when I got in there. And ultimately, all the features that I care about are in the car. I don't particularly know what else to take out or put in. Not bothered by it. So that's what I mean when I say, if I go to Apple and I go and I decide I want a new laptop, and the genius behind the genius bar comes out and tells me that he throws on a five-year warranty and tries to put $600 on it, I'll be like... No I'll pass, and like, then if he tries to throw in a case which they might try and do, I mean, I'll be like, no, I'm good. At the end of the day, if you're saying they shouldn't
0: be able to do that, I understand it. But I just think that, that thats not what I'm saying, though. So, number one, I'm not saying that upselling should be illegal, right? And number two, I'm—the the, the illegal part is is the, the being forced to deal with the dealership by law. You know, if, if you want to buy something directly from a manufacturer, you can with any other product that's out there. Why can't you do it with, with cars? Can't I buy your car from you? That's a used car. Well? New cars, you ha- you're you forced to go through the, the dealership. And if you're going to buy a, a used car, you also can't do it directly through the manufacturer. You have to do it through a dealership as well. Private party sales are not part of this because that goes under the radar most of the time. But the... The issue here is that you can't go to a merchant that is the, the manufacturer themselves and purchase the car. But aside from that, okay, let's say you're satisfied with whatever you know little sly scam they pulled on you when, when you got your, your car's deal, right? But it never ends there, right? It, it keeps going. So let's say you need some sort of warranty work on the car. They're going to try and claim that it wasn't something under warranty and that you're going to have to pay them directly at an inflated price? Or if you need maintenance done on the car, why is it that an oil change at a dealer is $60 plus finding two other things broken in your car, when when if I do the oil change in my driveway, it costs me $30 worth of oil and filter, and nothing else is broken on the car?
1: But that's just it. At the end of the day, you can choose to do the oil change yourself. You can take it to another mechanic. You don't have to
0: go to the dealer. But I can't take it to the manufacturer
1: directly. Yeah, but maybe the manufacturer... Isn't doing those kind of work on the car, regardless. That's They're fine. just building and shipping. But so. should, should they have the the option to do that? Don't we live in a free country? N- not necessarily. Maybe the manufacturer doesn't want to do it. Do we know if the manufacturer has an option? If we, we do, all these yes. billion dollar manufacturers decide that they want to do it. And they, they would cut a deal with the government and be able to do it. They just don't want to do it.
0: Ah, but that's where you're wrong, right? Because the dealer network is larger than these manufacturers. And they do lobby the government. And that's why these laws are in place that prevent you from dealing directly with the manufacturer. And that's what I'm saying. The manufacturers aren't trying to lobby the government as
1: well. If we know anything about government, is we know they're corrupt. Ah, they're you're, going to go to the highest bidder, no, right? you're
0: wrong there again. Because Tesla lobbied the government to be able to sell the cars directly to the public
1: and there you go so that's my point some dealers are able to do it some manufacturers are able to do it others aren't so at the end of the day all that tells well, that's is that unfair all that tells you is that some want to and some don't no, no, Some all care of, about it no no, no. let's get this don't. straight let's get this straight all of them want to then why was tesla able to get it done but GM not. Tesla
0: was not able to get it done. It was a huge battle. They spent millions of dollars fighting this. And I think all they were able to, to gain out of it was the ability to let you order a car indirectly in some sort of weird roundabout way. And why doesn't GM do
1: that same thing? Why doesn't Ford do that same thing? Why doesn't Porsche do that same thing? because they
0: don't want to go through that hassle. It's not that they don't want to go through the hassles because they have already deals with dealer networks that, that, that they were forced into by the laws that were already existing. Tesla on the other hand was a new company and didn't already have that that much of their resources extended yeah. on a dealer network. It sounds like a whole lot of excuses as to why they don't want to do it, but
1: if they wanted to, all it shows is that they could, no. just like just like Tesla can if they wanted to can break away from that dealer still network. Can't. And they can do it their way, with a roundabout way that Tesla does. No, they still can't. Listen, dealer networks probably give deals to the manufacturers, give deals to the government. They, they're networks that do that. Call them unions, call them whatever you want. They're a group or an organization. It probably benefits the manufacturers it as much not as it does benefit the, the government. At all. The yeah. only person it probably doesn't benefit are the people. In which case, hey, it won't be the first company that tries to take as much money out of the public as they possibly can. But ultimately, at the end of the day, that is the price of the car. You can choose to buy it or you can choose not to. You can choose to do the oil change yourself or you can not. You can choose to go to your local dealership or you can go to your corner yeah. shop mechanic that's a And, and that logic
0: That logic doesn't work because when you apply it to anything else, you see the flaws in it, right? So it's like it's like, well... You know, uh, you have a tyrannical government. Okay, fine. So you, you have a choice, right? You can either do everything that the tyrant tells you to do and, and walk outside naked and, and whatever, or you can go straight to the gulag. At the end of the day, we voted this government
1: in. No, we didn't. Our it. majority rule voted this government in the government we have we put them in there at the end of the day that there's some accountability that's on us for this we went in we voted we got outvoted by people that didn't know what Well, they're at doing. this
0: point you're not even arguing the the case right but, now, now you know, you've 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 uh, you know conceded no, you the see case it. i'm not
1: conceding the case what i'm saying to you is it's not what you're talking about is so horrible with manufacturers because of government and all of this i see it everywhere in society that's there's nothing bad about it at the end of the day when I get my Apple laptop, if that doesn't work, I have to bring it back to the Apple store because everything's soldered onto it. And they can ch- they can charge me an Apple premium. Same thing with the car. Manufacturer can't sell it. It's sold through a dealership. If anything breaks, I've got to go to that dealership and work with them primarily. If I choose to go to another another manufacturer, not even a manufacturer, if I choose to go to another mechanic, then that voids the warranty or whatever, and they're not held liable for it, That that's business in
0: almost every aspect that's right not the now. That's the way it works. You are allowed to take a car to another mechanic. You're not married to the dealership. Exactly. The dealership is only for warranty work because they're gonna give it to you included
1: in the price. However, that, if you go to another mechanic, in some cases that might void
0: any deal you have with the dealership. No, it won't. It, it doesn't. But you, your, your example with Apple is different, right? You're, you're choosing to deal with a manufacturer that locks you out of the hardware of the product that you're, you're purchasing, and you still chose to purchase it even though there are alternatives. With the cars, it's it's like the reverse, right? You, sure, we're, we're suffering as the consumers, but the manufacturers are the ones who are suffering because of the laws. The, the laws are saying you don't own your own business, right? If you manufactured something, wouldn't you like to be able to open up a store to be able to sell it to people? Why do you want to be forced into selling it through another vendor? And that's what's happening to, to the auto manufacturers. They don't have control over their own product. They, they're told what to make, when to make it, how much of it to make, who to sell it to, and for them to redistribute it to us so that by the time we get it, you know that $10,000 car is now $30,000 to purchase. And then when you try to have any work done on the car, and you take it to to one of these dealerships, there's a reason they call them stealerships. No one at a car dealership is honest. Not the mechanic, not the secretary, not the, the salesman, not the general manager, not the owner. It, it's basically like, for example, you, you know how when you have certain diseases It'll cluster in the lymph nodes of the body, and you have to have the lymph nodes, uh, you know, either expelled or, or removed, depending on how bad the disease is. Yeah, that's that's what dealerships are. That's where you can find all of the con artists and all of the the low lives. They just they just cluster in these these little areas known as dealerships, and and that's where you can find every scammer in the world. Like if it wasn't for car dealerships. It, you, you would you would see all sorts of Ponzi schemes appearing all over the place. You'd have little mini casinos here and there. You'd have little speakeasies and everything. But th- they finally realized that, you know, it's protected by the government. They can do all the scams that they want in, in one convenient little location. And, and they can all, you know, laugh about it with amongst the, each other and, and have a grand old time. And that's where they are. So you've pointed out benefits of having them all
1: in one location, and that's fine. Ultimately, though, I don't get your point because you don't, You're telling me first off now that the manufacturers are suffering, etc. I don't care. The point of this whole argument at the beginning was you hate your experience getting the vehicle. Forget the manufacturer for a second. And I'm saying at the end of the day,
0: I can walk in, pay the sticker price, and walk out. Listen, when you enjoy the purchasing process of a car, that's just because you decided to go do it while you were inebriated. If you're sober sure. and you go to purchase a car, you're going to hate the entire experience. Listen, when I went to purchase
1: the car, my car, it wasn't this horrible experience. And I wasn't inebriated or anything. You go in, you sit in the nice little comfy room, which is not the maintenance room. Because after the fact, when I go to the maintenance room, I realize how hot it is in there or whatever. But that's fine. And I say, I'm interested in a car. And this is the amount I'm willing to pay. If they get me this number, we're going to have ourselves a sale. If
0: not, I'm going to leave.
1: It's not this big deal.
0: They don't let you leave because what they do is they say, okay, you can have that price. And then you're like, okay. And then they show you the little piece of paper. And if you don't read over that piece of paper again, you think you're signing on the price you agreed to, but you're not. Yes. So you have to read over the paper again. Absolutely.
1: And if you're willing to haggle, I know that, If you went to buy my car, Alfred, you would probably have gotten it for a lot less than I did because you're better at haggling or dealing or or being more aggressive with them or whatever. Whereas in my case, I'm like,
0: this is my number. If you hit this number, we've got a deal. It has nothing to do with that. No matter what number you hit, if they were willing to give you the car, it's because they ripped you off on the car. And you know what? That's what I'm saying. This is the amount I'm paying for the car. If
1: it comes under that number we've got ourselves a deal. If it doesn't, then I'm leaving. In any, and any case, that's yes, my
0: everybody's striking deals all over the place. That's why there's cars on the road. Exactly. But we're forced into that. And no matter what the situation is or what how you feel about it or anything like that, I'm happy that we're headed in a direction that is going to eliminate cars <laughs> because now
1: You shouldn't though because exactly what you just said Two minutes ago, now we're going to have to deal with them at the casinos and the speakeasies and everything else because these horrible ah, but, people but, but here, are going to go everywhere but, else. But that's the
0: difference, right? Right now, I'm forced to own a vehicle. Otherwise, I'm trapped at my home. I can't go anywhere. You know, it's like if you use Uber all the time, it's, it's going to be super expensive. Then you have to wait, you know, for them to come and pick you up. And if you need to leave right away, you can't. So, but anyways, so the, the difference is, is that, you know, if you go into a speakeasy, it's voluntary, right? You don't need to drink. You know, you don't need to go and gamble or anything Uh like that, but I need the car. And this is a purely voluntary situation. People are just deciding that they don't want the the car anymore. And the manufacturer is saying, like, that's awesome. Because now I can sell it directly to my customer. And my customer is going to be autonomous companies like, uh, you know, Uber who wants to deliver food without a driver. Or UPS who wants to deliver packages without a driver. Or
1: the manufacturers themselves.
0: Or them themselves, whatever. But... It's it's perfect because now government is is going to have to figure out some other way to, to scam people. They sure. can't they can't be in the middle of the consumer and the manufacturer anymore. The manufacturers get to sell things directly at a great price without having to deal with all these that's crazy. That's never implement. gonna happen. Like I mean, it's, it's already cool that we're to getting
1: out of the cars, and it's we're getting the whole autonomy and everything going on there. That's that's great, but ultimately the only thing that's gonna happen is the government's gonna jump right in on the manufacturers again and be like, hey. You've got to go through us before any of these automatic cars go on the road. They'll even, never be the even the Manufacturers
0: that, are screwed even that forever. Would still be preferable to the dealer network because the government is the other lymph node cluster of scammers. Okay, so let's not forget about you that. You don't realize the dealer network's just gonna go into government, right? I'm, I'm aware of all this stuff, right? Okay. But, but clearly they they didn't because they couldn't, right? There was something precluding them from going into guard. Maybe their criminal history. Maybe you know uh, the, they don't have the family contacts for that or whatever. But anyways, so it's better just to get rid of one cluster of scammers and let them filter out and become a, a diaspora amongst the, the society, and and then it's easier to spot them because. Now you're not forced to go them to, to go to them and experience some ostentatious thing that makes them look like they're legitimate, you know, with with big doors and a huge room and whatever. And you're being awfully optimistic about this because I mean, hold I'm, on, I'm getting to it, right? Yeah. So it's it's still preferable because when if you still have the government layer, whatever we already had the government layer exactly, yeah, and at least it'll be, you know, transparent to us because. It'll just be as soon as you, you try to, to get your, your autonomous ride or, or whatever, that's the cost. You pay the cost, and, and you're done. It, it, there's no negotiating or getting scammed or whatever. The government has already taken its cut at, at, the, at a higher-up layer before you received your ride. And that's, that's kind of what we have right now, except there's the addition of the dealer level that, that scams you even more. So you're not going to have to deal with that. You're not going to have to deal with mechanics working on flat rate you know, where, where they're charging you a fortune for, for the work, and then they only spend two minutes on your car to do something that should take three hours, and they ripped out half of your trim tabs and and bolts and things, and they don't put it back. You know, so. Sounds like you just had some bad mechanics, and you're taking it
1: out at everything. That's I mean, all of it. It's them. just the price. That's just the price of ownership. I mean, I think if you get rid of this dealer network, it's. It's a whole bunch of corrupt people, sure, but what do you think they're going to do? They're just going to go and become insurance. They're going to become the next insurance network, and then we're screwed on that front. And if not, they're going to become some other network that's going to get us because they're good at what they do, Well, they have, and to, the government clearly likes what they, they do. Have,
0: they have to compete with the other insurance networks if they're going to get into insurance. They're just going to merge
1: and become an even worse insurance network. Either way, these people, the country loves them. The government loves them. That's why they exist and continue to grow. It's like, like it or not, they're never going to go away. So, I mean, enjoy but the... But at o- least... At least you only have to deal with them the once every six months that you got to maintain your car. And no, then you, you are to deal done. with them more often, right?
0: If you need parts that, that only can be purchased through a dealer network or, or work that can only be done through a dealer network, you know, like, because now every car has a computer and they have, and they have that super locked down. So you can't just take it to a corner mechanic and have them replace the, the computer system on a car. So you're still trapped with a with dealer network. But what I'm saying is is that you're, you're complaining about the government, you're complaining about the scammers, whatever, but at least I'm not forced, once they get rid of uh, personal car ownership, not not that the government's going to get rid of it, but you know by choice we get rid of it because it's too much of a hassle compared to the automated system that's going to become available. So once it's gone, at least I don't have to deal with all these scumbags I anymore. Let us
1: face it, it's never going to go. We're going to have it forever. If this dealer network so big as you think it is, and so horrible, and scammers, and lobbies, and it everything, is. they're never going to leave. We're
0: stuck with them. No, they won't leave by virtue of a government mandate or on their own uh, regard. Well, what's going to happen is is they're going to be forced out because they're not going to have
1: any customers anymore. That's, that's not true. People are always going to want to own their car. I mean, it's, it's cool that you think it's going to happen, and it would be great in a world where all we have are self driving cars and people just chilling in the back and it picks you up and drops you off. Not gonna happen.
0: It's people already are gonna that way. want their Ferraris. No, no it's, are gonna want their It's already that way. People already don't wanna own anything. People don't wanna own their homes. They they rent everything. People don't want to own their their cell phones, so they, they just get the payment plan on the cell network. They 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 don't even want to own their their significant others you know they don't want to sign the marriage certificate anymore. Everybody has come to the conclusion that we're we're only alive for a certain number of years. There's no reason to to have permanent ownership over anything. And and whenever you're locked into something, it, it inevitably just gets worse and worse and worse. So if you keep everything ephemeral and you you just you rent or you lease or or you temporarily uh, utilize something, then. You're all. You're always guaranteed the best of the best at any given time because everybody's always vying for your business. But that's the. I don't know if that's necessarily a
1: good or a bad thing, and we can we can discuss that in another thing. Because at the end of the day, what does that what does that lead to? It leads to people leasing cars, anyways. In which case, it's the same thing. Only difference is you still have to deal with the scumbags in the dealership. You still have to deal with the maintenance. And at the end of the day, you don't even have the car at the end. No, no. So- leasing,
0: leasing, yes, you have to deal with some minor maintenance, but this is not leasing, right? Because you're talking about leasing as in you're going to the dealership, you're getting a, a car from them. It's yes. kind of like you're buying it, but you yep. have to give it back to them after... No, no. Yep. This is not the, the, the rental that I'm, I'm referring to. This is this is like autonomous Uber rides where there is no driver, so everything is is... The price goes really, really low. You get it instantly. They're like waiting at your corner because there is no driver that needs to be able to go to the bathroom or, or eat lunch or anything like that. And and you can travel anywhere. It's basically similar to public transportation but private, private, privately run and much more efficient. And that useful.
1: sounds beautiful. Never going to happen. I'm glad you think it's going that way. Really not. That's what you're gonna get, the direction it's going into is a whole bunch of people driving a Prius, but ultimately they're still driving those Priuses. People are not going going around and just having self-driving only cars on the road. These dealerships are gonna be here for the for the long haul. You're not seeing dealerships going away anytime soon. You're not seeing car ownership or leasing going away anytime soon. There, I don't think there's any studies showing that we're even heading in that direction right now. I
0: don't think there's anything out there showing that. There's no reason well, to believe. Well, you can just take a look outside. Going. You can just yes. take a look outside. Like 90% of the cars on the road now have a little mustache for Lyft, have a little U symbol for Uber, and a person driving it is my point.
1: Because the Lyft and, and those, Uber those, all is those companies your
0: personal car, and all those companies I just mentioned are pushing with autonomous driving systems. They're all
1: bring-your-own-car companies. Like Uber and Lyft, I've got to bring my own car to the whole thing. That's it's not- just
0: now. Every com- Look, Amazon started just selling books. Now they sell everything. Yes, but I don't see why you think.
1: I don't see any indication that they're going, let's kick everybody out and do self-driving cars. I get what you're saying, and I mean, I that's used to fine. watch... Growing up, I watched the Jeffersons.
0: It's going to be great if it gets there, but we're not getting there. It's okay that you don't see it. I see it, and that's why I'm telling you about it, so you can be prepared. Yeah, I'm telling you to just be happy
1: try to fight, do some meditation, get ready to have to go into that dealership and negotiate your next car because this isn't going anywhere. You're going to be dealing with those dealers for the rest of your lifetime. And I hope you teach your kids how to haggle because they're going to be dealing with those dealerships too. This auto, this automatic driving and everything, it's not, it's not coming anytime soon. And I'm willing to bet if at any time It does get somewhere close. Those same dealer networks you hate, they're going to shut that down so quick. You know, we're stuck with
0: people driving cars. There's no stopping it. Well, you know what? This is coming, and it is going somewhere. And when it's going there, it's doing it without a driver. Was your favorite advocate arguing on your behalf, or have you discovered a new respect for the opposite view?